episode 290, fight or flight, transmitting higher top of Florida's peninsula at 60 feet in the mountainous hills of Florida. I am your host, Al Martinez, better or also known as Alpha Mike. Today's episode, we're going to dive in to what you need. Looking to be a gun owner? Now you have various firearms, what you are going to need, how you're going to train, if you want to control your nerves and your brain. As always, you can make more contact with us at RaiderCopTac.com. That's RaiderCopTac.com. For more information on our tactical group where we teach you firearms and self-protection. The website says it all and we're looking to take that journey with you. Also, RaiderCop.com, RaiderCop.com. You can hear all 290 episodes of our podcast. We've been going pretty strong for various years now. But uh, this season, we're concentrating only on firearms and self-protection. And it's to educate our listeners, our students that want to take the journey with us, and that educated uh, citizen that wants to jump on board and help their fellow citizens and militia in the knowledge of self-protection and firearms. We can also be found on Rumble, where we're Raider Cop Tack, on Locals, like, you know, Local, with an S at the end, O-L-O-C-A-L-S, and on YouTube, all under Raider Cop Tack, and RaiderCop.com, is where you can catch all our podcasts, as I said earlier, but also wherever you get your podcast. Is it Spotify? Is it Google Podcast? Is it Pandora? It doesn't matter. Look us up, Raider Cop Podcast, and you will find us, no doubt. And of course, we're on Twitter, better known as X now, as Raider Cop, and on Facebook, you can find us under Raider Cop Nation. And, you know, our social media platform, we've made it a lot smaller than we might have done it in the past. Um, mostly because social media is overwhelming and boring. And uh, it takes a lot of man hours to post crap. I mean, we're on Instagram too. But, um, you know, how many pictures can you look at and say, wow, this is exciting. So we concentrate on uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, that kind of stuff. Rumble is something new. And uh, in my experience, right, uh, they used to do audio. So you could put audio, MP3, or your podcast on the platform now for some reason you know maybe that's ancient history I don't know 
but now you can't. Now it has to be um, on an audio, on a visual uh, type of format for video content. And a lot of stupid questions, in my opinion. Who recorded this? What date was it recorded? All this nonsense. I know there's uh, people dying to get rid of any other platform that's not YouTube. So Rumble is uh, a danger because they're trying to control it and they can't. So, but anyway, we're on there too on Rumble. We're on YouTube. Also as Radar Cop Tack. You can find us there. And um, again, we'll always announce what the platform is we use. And we don't do TikTok and we're not doing Snapchat and we're not, we're not doing all that stuff. It's childish. I think it's time consuming. And I really think that Americans now really don't care. They're less and less they're caring about social media. What's important is that if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the podcast and wherever and whatever platform that is you're listening, you can continue listening to us. We'd really like that. Today's episode is fight or flight. What the shooter needs, what the individual that seeks self-protection needs. He needs to or she needs to control the mind, control the nervous system, and has to have that mindset ready to engage. But more on that in a minute. As you might have heard, our FBI has been hard at work, not only arresting misdemeanors for the January 6th, Riots or whatever you want to call them, demonstration, uh, tour guide, whatever uh, category you want to place that incident in, they continue to do that. But there's some other work that the FBI has been doing. Uh, recently, the FBI director has warned about China's hackers ready to uh, wreak havoc <laughs> on America's <laughs> infrastructure systems water, plants, electrical grids, blah, 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 blah. Um, they say that uh, China is a couple of clicks away. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, our media is infatuated with finding out what Joe Bright, Biden, better known as Brandon, his favorite ice cream. You know, that's important also. The FBI has also advised Congress as of a couple of weeks ago that there's a huge terror threat in the United States, which is imminent. That means soon. That means, you know, pucker effect. That means get your gear ready. Shit's about to go down. The uh, other FBI content now is... uh, FBI continues to arrest the January 6th rioters, demonstrators, uh, tour people uh, for they're being helped now with facial recognition. That's right. No expense is paid. They're looking at this footage 
looking at all the pictures of January 6th and identifying the face of the individual with who they are, sending out riot squads and SWAT teams of the FBI to kick down doors and charge these individuals with misdemeanor crimes. That's your tax dollar at work. So the FBI is using facial recognition to arrest what they've said over a thousand more people. You know, that's a really full jail cell full of misdemeanors. But anyway, that's the way it is. FBI has recently talked about cyber crimes as well. And they've warning people, uh, cyber crime leaves the web, which is the World Wide Web, the internet. Five, uh, FBI warns that scammers could come right up to your door and uh, collect a payment. I'll read you the story, and and I'll give you a, a good YouTube channel you can look at as well which I've seen in the past. They're very interesting how some of these scammers work. But the article is from the USA Today, USA Today, and um, it was published January 31st. And it says, when cybercrime leaves the web, FBA warns that scammers could come right to your door. Article goes on to say, international scammers are becoming more brazen by sending in-person couriers, also known as mules, to people's homes in an attempt to trick victims out of their money. In an alert this week, the FBI Internet Crimes Complaint Center reported an uptick from May to December of 2023 in scams, which instruct victims to liquidate their assets. Unsuspected people are usually instructed to convert their assets to cash or gold, silver, or other precious metals as a supposed safe way to protect their funds. The scams are easy enough, uh, often target senior citizens, but that's easy, has led to a loss of over $55 million recently in the agency said, and the agency's the FBI. So, there's an interesting YouTube channel with 7.1 million subscribers, and it's called Scammer Payback. That's Scammer Payback. And, you know, you can really get caught up in watching these videos. You'll see people, innocent people, uh, are taken by these uh, scammers and... Um, you know, I'll let you see it for yourself. I'm not going to racially profile the people in 7-Eleven. It wouldn't be fair. But they are the potential most of those scammers. Oh, you I don't know what you're talking about, man. But you'll figure it out as you see. Again, the YouTuber is called Scammers Payback. And uh, he hacks the scammers' computers, wipes them out plays along with them and sets them up. Real interesting show if you want a little bit more background on what the FBI is trying to tell us. So, uh, another important item, don't forget, if you're looking to get your pistol, 
revolver, shotgun, rifle, carbine, worked on, the trigger, sights, whatever have you, whatever is your liking. Pistol Pete, the gunsmith down in Miami. The information is down in the show notes on how to contact Pistol Pete. And even if you don't live in the Miami, greater Miami area, you could still send Pete your weapon safely, legally. He'll explain how it's done. And you can see his work. Uh, give him a call. Information is down on the bottom of the show notes. Pistol Pete, the gunsmith. Also, are you in the New Jersey area and excited about the state of New Jersey now? Just now, just, just like 2.3 seconds ago, uh, approving uh, concealed carry. Well, our guy in New Jersey, uh, Kilo Sierra, as he's known on the on the podcast, but it is Sepulvivia Inc. can get you started, and that information is also down in the show notes to get you started. Look. You never had concealed carry in New Jersey. There's a lot of do's and don'ts, and it doesn't hurt to get training from an expert. So we definitely recommend Kilo Sierra over in uh, New Jersey. And if you're down in the greater South Florida area, Triple A, that's three A's if you are having to go through the GED program. Triple A Gunsmith with our good friend you know him as Alpha Alpha Amado Abello and he can hook you up on some great courses as well so alright kiddies it's time to take out our Bibles as we get into Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 through 16 and you know we we are always going to share the word on this program because there's a lot of hectic nonsense going on in the worlds that we live in today. The Bible describes them as the beginning of birth pains. And it's important that we take a time to reflect on what God's rule book or safety manual for each one of us. A lot of us ignore it. A lot of us have it on the shelf collecting dirt, dirt and dust. But it's important for your soul, for your inner being, being, and for your success. So, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 through 16. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind.
And I can only say amen to that. Today's episode is number 290. I am your host, Al Martinez, and you are listening to episode named Fight or Flight. What an experience, an immediate or beginning beginner in the firearms world will need to control their nerve, their brain, and their body when that time comes that you have to take that weapon out and protect yourself. So it's time to get the short bus and start the main event, Fight or Flight, Episode 290. Fight or flight, the episode is 290, and we're discussing it in today's episode. What the shooter needs, does their training cover these elements, or is it nerves of steel, like Superman? They're definitely going to need something. Now, if I were to make a loud noise similar to this... Your brain would make you duck for cover, maybe hit the pavement. Regardless of the fact, as soon as you heard an explosion that you did not expect, your brain is going to move your body into one or two responses. You're going to flinch, and then it's going to either make you run or make you fight. The definition of fight or flight, according to our good people over at Google, you know, Google Ale, is fight or flight is an automatic physiological reaction to an event that is perceived as stressful or frightening. The perception of a threat activates the systematic nervous system and triggers an acute stress response that prepares the body to fight or flee. So, regardless of how you might train, the fundamental question that has to be asked by you, the student, is if I purchase a gun, what is the purpose of that firearm. Is it to hunt? Is it to keep on my mantle? Is it to keep it in my safe? Is it for show and tell during Thanksgiving? Or is it to survive? If it is to survive in a gun battle, your job is 
to have the will to live, the will to survive. Hesitation is not something that you can afford. The moment that happens, you have to go for your weapon and you have to be ready, able to engage. So here are a couple of questions. Why do you want a gun? As I said earlier, you're going to have to add that into the blank. But if it's for self-protection, you're going to train. Now, we've discussed in other podcasts, not everything is going to the range and shooting paper. Sometimes it's making your gun safe, clear, and empty, which means no bullets, zero bullets away in another room and you can practice taking your weapon out of your holster in the exact position that you would have that set up in the holster on your person. Practicing getting that weapon out and on target is fundamentally probably the most important aspect of your firearms training. That's done by you. You can even do it in the privacy of your underwear. The question is, are you ready for that moment when all caca breaks loose? Can you take that weapon out within milliseconds and put it on target? Are you willing to stop someone, hurt someone, kill someone, in self-defense of you or your loved ones or a complete stranger? It's another question you're going to have to ask yourself under the fight or flight systematic nervous system approach. Remember, your brain controls your feet. Which direction will your brain go? Towards the problem or run away from the problem? It's important to know. It's kind of hard to pull a gun out and run the opposite way with the gun waving around and not engaging. For law enforcement officers, it's built in. It's built into their training to go towards the problem. They automatically need to go into fight mode. Now, in my 27-year career, I did see some, several of them in fleeing mode or flight mode they had aviation blood in them and mostly because they didn't have any ring time a lot of them never got into fights in the schoolyard when they were five and six and seven years old so when it happened as an adult they didn't like it and their feet started looking like fred flintstone regardless of the fact if you're going to be a gun owner it's a decision you're going to have to make. How you train will constitute what you will do. Get aggressive. When I had my students in law enforcement, they were either basic training or they were, you know, already officers. They were there for mandatory in service and they were annual qualification purposes. And 
let's say they were sworn already, and I kind of liked them, and I think they could improve on some pointers. I would tell them, lean forward. Lean in to the target. I've seen so many officers in my law enforcement firearms career shooting in a high low rider position which basically means your head is peaked up like a bird and your body is arced backwards like a low rider you were going through the body of playing heavy metal music in your Cadillac bouncing up and down and that's not realistic in a real firefight remember the explosion and the systematic nervous system the brain's going to take over you're going to hear big bangs going all around you your brain's going to say stupid duck and you're not going to be able to stop that nervous system from doing that but what you can control is your response towards the aggression kind of hard to flee and run away from a flying bullet you might not win that race so if you're going to be a gun owner and you're raising your hand to be part of the militia and someone is shooting at you you're going to have to get on target real fast and shoot back your aggression towards that event has to be a controlled aggression you want to survive the fight you want to be on target you're focused but you're aggressive you're going home today you're going home so your aggression is going to make you win the fight not an uncontrolled aggression but a controlled one through practice You can hold the gun steady. You can be on target. But your brain is not hesitating. Because if your brain hesitates, and that systematic response, and the brain is telling you flight, and your hand now has the gun, and it's pointing at the subject, and your finger's on the trigger, and something inside of you is saying fight, you have a conflict of interest. You have to make the decision have the will to live it's important have an infrastructure plan what the hell does that mean god forbid you have to go for that gun and you have to engage an individual because of a threat towards you your family or someone you don't even know but you decided to fight not flight You've engaged. You put rounds down target, down range. Boom, you hit the suspect. Well, all shit's going to start to break loose now. You have to have a plan. And a lot of other podcasts, I said, if you have the opportunity, let me repeat that for our deaf mute people that are listening. If you have the ability to dial 911 in an encounter, in other words, there's time to set that up. Dial 911. Tell the operator in that call real quick. You had a subject with a gun. I have a weapon. I'm engaging the suspect. 
to preserve life. Keep the phone open. Take the phone, throw it on the ground, on grass. Do not hang it up because that exchange between you and the bad guy will be submitted as evidence. You screaming, drop your weapon, freeze, don't move, whatever, you know, uh, law enforcement TV show slogan you want to use. But that is the beginning of the evidence that will be used in that case. And so you want that dispatcher listening, communications listening, and they're transmitting what's going on. Another infrastructure you're going to have is where you're going to call after that. Hopefully it's a lawyer. Hopefully you have some type of gun insurance like the USCCA or the NRA, whatever have you, or a lawyer. And you should not make any other statements then. I feared for my life. Other than that, let the lawyer do all the other talking. Now, we've discussed in other podcasts, the libs are out there to make life difficult for Second Amendment users. So the lawyers from the left, the lawyers, they're going to come after you. They're going to sue you. They're going to drag you through the mud. So you're going to need an infrastructure, okay? And that also is a support system to help you get through that event if you've never been through it. And most importantly, some type of legal insurance to get through that as well. Also, if you're one gun, you know, you only have one gun. I don't believe it. I just need one gun. I don't need, I'm not like these other people that have to have a safe full of guns and boxes and boxes of empty holsters. Well, if you're that guy, then make sure you can get your hands on a backup weapon because your gun may be confiscated by authorities and it might be a while before you get it back. Especially if you killed the bad guy and the bad guy has friends, you're going to want to need something to protect yourself in case the friends want to come after you too later in the future. You never know, even though that's a crime in itself. So you have to have an infrastructure, okay? And a lot of that is getting support. You need to work with a group of, you know, people that are into firearms, family, Whoever they are, they're going to support you during that event emotionally, spiritually, and of course, legally is very important. Your training might come into play as well, but, you know, it's not like the situation that a law enforcement officer has where their last qualification will come into play and so forth. But uh, the lawyer will look to see if you have training and what type of training and what that trainer or instructor has posted on social media. Have you ever put kill, kill, kill on social media? If you did, you're a bad instructor and you're teaching people to kill. Because the proper response would be to stop. That's correct. You are attempting to stop a bad guy from harming, killing you, your family, or a complete stranger. You've engaged the individual with your weapon, and your sole purpose is to get them to stop doing that. 
Sometimes having a conversation in Kumbaya and convincing them may take too long and may have a horrible outcome. So the way to do that is with a couple of real quick bullets and you may neutralize the situation a lot faster. So these are the questions that you have to ask yourself if you want to be a Second Amendment firearms owner. Fight or flight, is my brain capable of engaging in the fight? I grew up in a nice home. I didn't have to fight for my lunch at school. I'm not an aggressive person, but the world is so demanding, I think I need something to protect myself with. These are the type of individuals that some of them really are committed in learning. They're smart people. They might not have that aggressive attitude, but they're willing to learn it because they see the importance in it. Then there's others that are so afraid of it, they get it. And, you know, when they go to the range, those are the guys you see next to you on the range shooting with both eyes closed, trying to hit the target. So you have to know, are your feet in fight mode or flight mode? The only one that knows is your systematic nervous system, which is sending signals to your brain which may send those signals to your muscles and telling you get in a fight or it may send it straight to your anus where the pepper effect will start and your feet will start sounding like Fred Flintstone going in the opposite direction. That decision is yours. Being a gun owner is about knowing what you're capable of doing, doing it well, and knowing that you've done nothing wrong because you protected your life, the life of someone else that you love, or someone you may not even know, but you've done the right thing. Up next, February 14th, Valentine's Day, besides getting chocolates like everybody else in America, we're going to hear episode 291, The Wall Bang. This is going to be an interesting show where we're going to talk about trigger control. And when you press that trigger, you're going to hit something called a wall. But when you press that trigger and you hit that wall, you're not ready to shoot yet. We'll explain in episode 291. I've always said, it's up to you. You have to stay prayed up. If you don't pray for yourself, we have nothing. You have to pray for your family, your community, your law enforcement agencies that serve you and our beloved country, the United States of America. But I also want to take time to remind you that today, the enemy, the person that's going to try to hurt you, did some type of training in doing that. Are you ready? I'll see you downrange soon enough.